Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hairstylist Empire podcast. I am your host, Ashley, and I am so excited to bring this episode to you today. I don't know how this episode is going to go, to be totally honest, because I literally just have a sticky note in front of me that has my idea, and I'm just going to roll with it. So that's what we're doing today. So today, we're going to talk about how do you know that you are ready to start a salon suite? And so first things first, I want to mention, like, is salon suite life really what you desire? Because I see a lot of people that get into the salon suite type of business ownership. And then what happens is they don't treat their business like a company. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm in a salon suite, but I'm not going to run anything. I'm just going to, you know, do what I do. And they don't see past the fun parts of, you know, yes, you get to set up your own schedule, you get to set your own prices, you get to work with the clients you want to. But also part of being a business owner is paying taxes and paying sales tax. And there are so many things that go into being a salon suite owner that people just don't even think of. Like, do you know what a reseller's permit is? No? Well, you kind of have to to be a business owner if you want to sell retail in the state of Washington. That's where I am, so I know that one. But there are so many aspects to it. You are not just an employee at a salon anymore. You can't just like walk into work and have someone else do your marketing, have someone else find clients for you. It's not going to be that easy anymore. And... It's very different than people might think. It's not just like a, oh, I'm my own boss. So cool. Are you ready to be in a 100, maybe 200 square foot room with your client alone? Like, can you talk to someone alone for three hours? Because some people can't and that's okay. But... When you're thinking, do I want to go to my own salon suite, have you considered all the other options? Because are you right now in an employee salon where you get paid hourly? Are you in a commission-based salon where you get such and such a percentage of the services that you do? And also, is the situation in your salon... Like, is it situational? Like, okay, do you hate your boss? Do you hate your coworkers? Do you not feel comfortable there? Is there bad parking? Is there, you know, not, I don't know. There's so many different things that you can not like about the salon that you're in, but you just want to identify, do I not like something about my salon or do I actually want to start my own company? Because... It's not like, a oh, I signed my lease and I can start working tomorrow. No. You have to, like, get your business licenses. You have to establish your business with the IRS so that you can pay business taxes. 
I know somebody that from my knowledge, from what I have talked about with this person, has never paid taxes on their business and they have been in business since October 2020. Like, if that doesn't scare the shit out of you, like, oh my god. When I learned that, I was literally just, like, dumbfounded. My eyes wide open, jaw on the floor. Because (laughs) I don't just pay taxes yearly now. And as a salon suite, you might not just be able to do your taxes yearly. A lot of people have to do them quarterly because you end up, having to do everything yourself. And that's the magical part of a salon suite. If you thrive in that, that's beautiful. And you should absolutely start a salon suite. But it's just not for everybody. Some people want to walk in the door and not have to worry about anything. And if that's you, that's perfectly fine. I encourage you to find a space that you feel good in that, you know, ticks every box for you. Maybe you're just looking to move to a salon that's a city away or move to a different salon that has a different setup and a different clientele and a different vibe. It's all about what you desire. And on top of just like what type of salon do you actually want to be at versus a salon suite, let's say all of those things, you're like, yep, I'm going to run it like a company. Perfect. Let's take it one step further. What do you want to do with your salon suite? Like, what is your goal for everything? Do you want a salon suite? Like, is that the end all be all? You're there. That's your like future plan. Or are you doing this to like, test out salon ownership in the hopes that eventually you can open up your salon. So that's just something to keep in the back of your mind. But once you've decided, yes, I'm opening a salon suite, how do we know that you're ready? So the first thing I would look at is your schedule. So with your schedule, not You don't have to be 100% booked out for like four months. You don't need that. But with your schedule, do you have the amount of clients that it takes to fill your books consistently? Like if you are doing hour and a half root retouches all day long, you are going to need a lot more clients than if you have a bunch of every six week partial foils, let's just say, because you look at the time that they take up on your schedule and the hours that you work. But how I usually go about it is like, if you are consistently booked out like a month in advance, and you really want to make a move, I think that's great. Because if you are a month like booked out, you know that at least like clients are still booking and they're booked like a month out. They're waiting a month for you, which is great. But also on that note, are you consistently booked a month out? Because you could just have, oh, magically, I had a month where I was booked out. Like if that's not your average, I would just reevaluate, kind of sit with it for a while. 
But that's not to say, like, people who are only booked two to three weeks out aren't successful and couldn't be successful doing this. It's just what level of comfort do you desire when you go and you actually start your salon suite? And for me, it was like, okay, that comfortability came when I was booked about six weeks out consistently. And so after I hit that, I was like, okay, perfect. I can make the move. And another thing to think of when you are considering going to your own salon suite is finances. Yep. The awkward one that no one wants to talk about is money. And (laughs) um, the money of opening your salon suite, it's not saying like, oh, you need to have $10,000 ready to go. Like you're definitely going to need some money, but that actually depends on your area, your salon suite, and how you want to go about decorating and all that jazz. Like if you are looking for like an easy guide on exactly what you need to buy. I do have resources and I'll talk about that at the end. But I would just make sure that you have enough saved in your personal finances to feel comfortable. Like if you had to magically take a month off while you were setting up your salon suite because somebody found out and you got fired on the spot, like, would you realistically be able to survive for a month? Like, that would be kind of my, how much money do you need to have saved in your personal account? And then on top of that, I would have either your starting expenses saved or work it into your budget for a few months, that kind of thing. And there are a lot of things that you can do that you can like wait on. You don't need to buy the best of the best. You don't need to buy a new blow dryer, new shears, blah, 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 blah. You can use all the same stuff as you have in your salon and just update it as you need to go. You don't have to do everything. But Just make sure that your finances are on the right track before you decide to go and open up a salon suite because it's expensive. I will say that. Like, I definitely spent a couple thousand dollars, like, easy on opening up my own salon suite. And, like, for reference, I'm in Seattle, Washington, um... When I opened up my own salon suite, I had to do two weeks of rent down as my security deposit, and then as like a move-in bonus, they gave me a month free um, so that I could just like set up before I actually started working and paying rent. So for me... I had to put about $600 down because at the time my rent was $300 a week. So those were just my numbers and it's even going to be different based on what type of salon suite you're at, what brand, who owns it, everything like that. There are so many variables when it comes to like setup costs, but I would just be prepared because they will just keep on coming. Like there are so many little things that you need that you would not even think of. Like, oh girl, you're going to buy your own towels. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I forgot about. 
Um, oh my goodness. And I actually went through, I was open my first day in the salon and I walk in and I'm standing there and I'm like, oh my God, I don't have a foot mat. And I was wearing like cute shoes, not comfortable shoes. And I didn't have a mat on the floor and my feet killed me for the entire first week until it got there because of course I ordered one on Amazon and got it there as fast as I could but it was just a little crazy and there are so many things so many things that go into opening up a salon suite and so I again would just consider your finances consider how far you booked you're booked out. And then the third thing that I would really consider is your location. And on top of that, like your clientele. So if you are in a salon right now, let's say you're on, I don't know, Lincoln Street. I feel like that's a basic name I can use. But if you are located on Lincoln Street and you're wanting to go over to Washington Street, which let's just say that's like two streets away. Cool. You might not have to worry about your clientele traveling, but let's say you're in Lincoln City. That's like a city in Oregon. I've been there. Okay, but let's say you're in Lincoln City <laughs> and you want to move to Washington City. And these cities are 35 minutes apart. Is Where is your clientele located? Do they live in between the two so they'll only be driving about 15 minutes? Or are they going to have to drive 35 minutes to get to your new salon and you're going to have to fully rebuild your clientele? That's just one thing to think about because a lot of clients aren't going to drive 45 minutes to get their hair done. They're not going to drive 30 minutes when they could go to the salon that's still in Lincoln City. They just might not want to do that. So keep your clientele in mind and if you don't know where they live, start casually asking them at their appointments. We're not asking them like, oh, okay, can you give me your address? Like, we're not going like that. But you could just simply ask them like what city they live in. For me, that's a pretty typical like conversation type starter just because I live or I live about like 35 minutes north of where I do hair and then a lot of my clients are coming from like 25-30 minutes south so then I always like ask where clients are just to like find out kind of more about them because I mean you know your city like someone who lives in one city and someone who lives in the other city you're gonna know kind of like differences about them from that and you're just gonna be able to realize more things about your clientele so if you're going to be moving, let's say your salon suite is 30 minutes away from where you're currently doing hair, maybe you switch up your marketing beforehand so that you're already attracting clients from that new area. And that's something that's super simple but very highly effective. And overall, like it is such a personal decision for when you go into your salon suite. Like it might just be like you are just so fed up in your salon and you're like, yep, I'm doing it. Because that's what happened to me. I was literally sitting in the back room of my salon and I was like, 
okay, today's the day. I am done. And I booked my tour and was signed, deposit down everything like a week and a half later. It can just be one of those things for you. But I hope that you can kind of take your thought process one step further and just really, really think about if you want to be an owner of a company. Because that is what you're going to be. That's what you're going to be as a salon suite owner. You are going to be an owner of a company. It's really nice because you don't have to have like a physical location that you're paying for and you're just paying for rent. You don't have to, you know, pay for a water bill or pay for a new roof if it leaks or something like that. And I mean, depending on your salon suite, just like make sure you thoroughly read the contracts. Like that's another tip. Read the damn contract because... I see so many interesting things in contracts. I've actually had a few people send me their contracts, like, in our DM messages, and they're like, hi, can you look at this? And I love reading contracts, just seeing the little things that people, like, put in there. It's so fascinating to me. But there are some interesting things that people will put in contracts. And if you are going to sign your name on something, make sure that you have read it and that you understand it. Don't skim this stuff, especially when it comes to your company and your business. Because if you do choose to go into a salon suite, you are the company, you are the business, and it is your ass on the line. So I would just make sure that you pay attention to that and... Really, like, do some research. If you're going to a salon suite, maybe reach out to some of the gals that are there or the the barbers or the facial people. I mean, I wouldn't message people that, like, if they used to work at your salon and somehow they could get the message back to your salon, I wouldn't reach out like that. But just, like, put a feeler out. Like, what do they love about their salon suite? Are they things that they would change? Or just simple things like that. Ask the people that are already there. And if you have any friends that are in, like, a salon suite, maybe ask them, like, okay, what's one thing that you regret not doing when you opened? Or what's one thing you would tell every single person to do when they open their salon suite? And if you're wondering, my tip would be hire a tax and bookkeeper person because hairstylist brains don't always understand math and bookkeeping stuff. Um, so I would highly suggest hiring someone for that. That is the best money I spend in my business, I think. But... If you decide, like, yes, salon suite life is for me, I do have an amazing resource that I created called Employee to Empire, and that is actually where Hairstylist Empire, the podcast, got the name. Because when I went out into my salon suite, there was nothing available for me. There was a guide, I would say a pocketbook that was 
supplied by my salon suite. And basically all it said was like, okay, here are the licenses that you legally need to be in our salon suite. And it was like, here's this, cool, great, do it all on your own. So I was like, I'm an education junkie, if you don't know that about me. But I was like, okay, but what's next? Like, what do I do? And I figured it out on my own. And so once I had been in my salon suite for about a year and a half, I created this course that is really everything I think you could possibly need to open up your salon suite. And it is an eight module self-study guide. I will make sure it is linked in the show notes here. And Employee to Empire will just guide you through exactly what you need to do and what other ways you can make your salon suite special and just how to run a great business as a salon suite owner. And I put so much knowledge into this course and it is absolutely amazing. And just for a special for my podcast listeners, if you have decided like, yes, salon suites are the way to go for me, I would love to invite you to take Employee to Empire, and because it is a self-study course, this is available all the time, and again, link will be in the show notes, but I'm going to extend a special discount offer for you, and because going out on your own is such a leap, that is what the promo code is called. So if you want to snag Employee to Empire, you can enter code BIGLEAP, all caps, B-I-G, LEAP, into the coupon code portion. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. But if you enter the code, all caps, BIGLEAP, you will get 20% off Employee to Empire. And that code is available forever. So I would love to see you inside. And I would also just love to see you thriving in your salon suite. And I hope that this encourages you and really makes and paves a clear pathway if you are wanting to start your own salon suite. And I wish you all the best of luck. And if you have any questions regarding a salon suite, please message me on Instagram at Ashley and Hair. Ashley is spelled with an I-E. And I would love to answer them either in the DM with some voice memos or I can even turn it into some type of content or a podcast like you're listening to today. But thank you so much for turn- tuning into this episode of Employee to em- Oh, it's not Employee to Empire. Oh my God, see? Um, of Hairstylist Empire, the podcast. Again, I'm your host, Ashley. And thank you so much for spending your time with me.